I thought once I came out once, that was going to be it. And I didn't have to do it over and over again. And I found recently that, no, this is like, I have to keep doing it. I have to keep coming out over and over and over again. Hey, loves. My name is Dantea, and I'm your fave self-worth therapist and coach. And this is my show, Situationship. This show is about getting out of toxic situationships that go beyond partners to family and friends and everything in between to living a life of joy and self-worth. Okay, let's get into it. Welcome back, loves. I'm so happy you're here. We have someone very, very special today. It has been something that we've been like in the work, slowly working to get there, and now we're here. I think we met, I don't even know. I don't even know when we met because I didn't write the date down. The point is, let me introduce to you someone that I think you're going to really enjoy. Her name is Giselle, which already is so cool to me. <laughs> I am going to read to you Giselle's bio, and I'm going to try to give it as much flair as it has. You know, it's not going to come from Giselle, it's going to come from me. So here we go. You may know Giselle from a few different places. Maybe it's her thriving digital marketing agency, where she helps brands level up their online presence, or perhaps you've stumbled upon her vibrant TikTok content where she navigates and celebrates the joys of being a part of the baby gay community. We will circle back to that. I don't know what baby gay community means, although I love it. Okay, next. Or could it be that you've seen them on screen or stage as they've been lucky enough to carve out a space for herself in the world of acting? Each of these roles might seem desperate at first but they all revolve around one core passion, which is storytelling. Whether Giselle is amplifying a brand's narrative, sharing personal moments of joy, or stepping into a character's shoes, it's all about connecting, engaging, and making a little magic happen. Do you see what I mean, everyone? Like, it's it, there's so much flair. <laughs> there's so much flair. We got one more. We got one more round. She believes that life is about exploration and expression. And she aims to bring authenticity into everything she does, whether it's through the lens of a camera, a strategic marketing campaign, or just being unapologetically her on TikTok. Giselle is here to share, connect, and grow. And she's thrilled you're here to join her on this journey. So let's enjoy this journey together. Yay! Yay, I'm so <laughs> excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks for being here. I'm glad. I feel like I killed that bio. I really do. I feel like my one shot at it landed. It landed. I was impressed. I was like, oh, she sounds Stick. great. I want to hear more Stop. from her. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so Giselle, again, seriously, thank you for being here. You know, when I was reading it, maybe you may found it, find it desperate. I'm like, I relate to that because I feel like I'm always doing so many things. And then on the other end of that, it's like people just have multiple passions. So what are you going to do? Let them die, fizzle out? Or are you going to try your hand at things and see what sticks around? You know? Absolutely. I think I realized when I was really young, and this goes into me like living my life to the fullest, I found out really young that um, all the adults were unhappy and didn't know what they were doing. Mm -hmm. So I decided from a very young age, my only goal is to be happy. And if that means I'm jumping from one passion or one hyper fixation to the other, I allow myself to do Mm. that. I love that. I'm already feeling a small voice in my body that's like, Oh my God, I could never. And then I tell myself, maybe this is not the time to talk about it. And then I'm like, why not? Like, let's talk about it. So what's coming up for me is I'm someone that loves to have fun. I want to have a good time. I want to be like a lady of leisure. And because of my upbringing, because of my personality, because of, you know, the signs, whatever you want to say, I desperately need structure. Like, I need to know that this is going to do this and it's going to do that. Mm -hmm. And one of my, I don't know if you can relate to this, one of my biggest, biggest stressors with living is is always around money, right? Whether it's 
not enough yeah. or you know then you then you hit the number that you want and that's not enough you know and so when i hear people like yourself and many creatives that i know it's all about being happy and what my mind says is but what about what about the finances like if we're jumping from here to here to here yeah what like how like how do you manage that how does that not take over your sense of like self you know what i mean well to be completely fair i went straight from college into freelancing right so i never had a big girl job <laughs> i was never like oh i have all of the money that i need to pay all of my bills and i can just be comfortable <laughs> i never had that yeah and so starting off you know you're already in the mindset of i have to save everything mm -hmm. because you're in college yes and then moving from there i went on tour right after very specific in how I had my money and how I was oh able to goodness. spend my money. Um, so I do have that benefit, right? I never had that kind of structure or guarantee in mm. terms of finances. But what I've learned is you're going to raise to the opportunity or to what it is that you need. Now, I'm not saying that I've had the experience where I'm making tons of money, but I've always had enough and I've always had it, what I needed. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm able to be okay with that because I have had opportunities where I have taken full-time jobs. The mm -hmm. longest time was six months. I almost died. <laughs> and then I took okay. a full-time job again for three months. I just, I, I rather mm. be free to do what I want to do, make my own schedule and follow my passion than making sure I have all the money in the world. Yeah. Um, so I don't think I can ignore the financial stress, but I'm just very aware of it'll make it happen. And I remember when I first moved to New York, back to New York, because I'm from New York. But when I first moved back to New York as um, a 20 something year old, there were tons of months where I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to make this rent. Mm -hmm. But it always happened, you yeah. know, um, and it, there's definitely a place of privilege that I'm coming from when I when I talk about that. Um, I did have, you know, a house that I could go mm -hmm. and stay at if all else failed. I could mm -hmm. go home. Right. Yeah. My parents didn't have it so that they could pay the rent for me, as a lot of other theater people did in New York City. Yeah. But I did have enough of a cushion that I felt like if all else fails, I will be OK. But a lot of that came from my belief in myself and my belief in everybody has it hard. Mm -hmm. And either I'm going to do what I love and take what comes with that, or I'm going to be miserable. And yeah. I just couldn't see myself being miserable. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I mean, it will work out. It does work out. I know where my worst case scenario plan is. Mm -hmm. And until I have to like deploy that, I'm just going to keep going forward. And then when the money does come, plan in advance, right? Mm -hmm. So when I did book that big commercial job or I did get a client and I was good for a couple of months, yeah. I'm also putting away money orders worth six months of rent, mm -hmm. four months of rent so that I know that I have time to yeah. find the next thing. Oh, you're smart, smart. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Got to. I love that. I didn't learn that lesson in a, a few years ago, truly. Yeah. Did not learn the lesson. I always knew like, okay, this month, make sure I have all my bills and all that kind of good stuff. I did not know like you could plan ahead. Like there are people out here that has a savings to live off of for a year. Like That was a new concept for me. So since I've learned that, I'm like, yeah. That sounds good. And that's the thing, too. I wasn't able to do that. I can't let the money sit in my savings account. But if I go get the money orders and I put them in a drawer, that's better. Oh. Or if I say, hey, electricity person, here is month three. Mm -hmm. So don't call me until three months from now. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. That one is a little bit easier yes. for me. So I get that. Yes. You did say money order, and I, I didn't catch it. So, But that's really smart. Like, you know yourself. You know it cannot sit in savings. Maybe it feels like it's all a part of the checking account, even though it says savings. It's actually checking. Mm -hmm. So I need to put it on a paper form. <laughs> Which takes more effort. I would even hide money from myself. I'd be like, oh my God, I found $100. <laughs> when did I put that away? Yeah. Thanks, Pastel. Thank you. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed this little money tip. <laughs> Normalizing. Because we, I mean, we all live in this world. So we're all, money is a part of everyone's lives. Yeah. You know, whether you have a lot of it, just enough, not enough. So Giselle, I really want to talk about when you said being unapologetically you. 
What does that mean to you? I'm constantly chasing that. It's something that I live my life by, um, but it's also something that I have to keep reminding myself of. So I was able to do that in terms of I'm graduating college. I'm going to follow my acting career. I'm going to allow myself to get distracted by photography because for some reason I just got really into that. Mm. And then now I'm going to allow myself to get distracted by um, social media because then I, for some reason I started doing social media for brands in the acting world. Um, But ultimately I have to trust myself that wherever I'm being led to next is the next step in my journey. Mm -hmm. And even though I can't see it from 30,000 feet out, the plan is there and the plan is unfolding, right? So looking back at my life, looking at my phase of photography, my phase of, you know, um, creating copy at one point, Uh. all of those things led up to the agency that I run now. And even with the stint of me being really open and honest and vulnerable on TikTok, my LGBTQ version of myself was something that I hid, mostly because a lot of the work that I was doing was with kids. Mm. I taught acting for many years in New York City, um, and it just didn't feel like something that I could, you know, let out of the bag. Mm -hmm. And so I had to remind myself, like, I do my best work when I'm being honest and true to myself and to the people who are around me. And I remember being in classes with young women who, you know, were dealing with their sexuality and like really wanting to like extend my hand to them, which I did, yeah. but without really expressing why. So if you think about the acting world, and this is something that I face, <laughs> I was just on set <laughs> last week. Ooh. This is something that I face all the time. Um, we're constantly being placed in boxes in terms of type. Mm -hmm. And so I was working with teenagers and trying to teach them, hey, this is how you're gonna show up, how you need to pick the jobs that you're gonna audition for and all of those things. And it always went up against their sexuality if that was something that they were contemplating or trying to figure out. Because if you are gay, Mm -hmm. especially in the entertainment, as time is going on, it's changing. But there's a specific look that goes on with that that's attached to that. Mm. What's that look? Are you able to say? Yeah, we can definitely talk about that. I think um, for what I'm finding for myself right now is that it's opening up. Okay. And so gay right now is still limited, but right now we have like the artistic gay girl who's like, I'm free Mm -hmm. and I love everyone. Mm -hmm. Then we have the very corporate about their business who happens to be gay type. And then we have like our masculine presenting types. Um, And then we have the young lady who's exploring their sexuality with women who might not actually be gay, but be more bisexual. Um, And then you have those same types when it comes to the guys as well. And then it's also interesting because when it comes to black and queer, that's a whole different intersection. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would love to hear whatever you want to share about that. What if you're comfortable with that? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, for women in general in this arena, there's this question of, is this a phase? Um, And then for black gay men, there's this push to, well, you, you, if you like men, you have to be just gay. Right. And so a lot of black men will end up pushing really far into presenting as gay Mm. so that they can be respected for being gay, even though in the black community that doesn't really turn into high respect, but at least it turns into acceptance. Mm -hmm. Like they allow them to be gay if they're presenting um, in a certain way, certain amount of flamboyance and whatever have you. Um, And then often, and I can't speak for everyone, just for the people that Mm -hmm. I've, you know, experienced in my my time. Some of those people end up realizing why I put those things in place for safety. And now since I feel safe, I can find out what that really looks like for myself. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for saying that because, I mean, you're right. Like, in my life, I've seen things happen where someone, like a female friend or whatever, would be dating a man. And, um, you know, actually, a better example is Insecure. I think it was season one. Yeah. With Molly and that guy who's so attractive. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. But as soon as it came out, 
He's like, oh, yeah, I even remember maybe like gave a guy head or had, I can't remember what it was, but it was mm-hmm. like, oh, he's gay. It's, it's a wrap. It's done. And I was like, wait, <laughs> yeah. I don't think he said he's gay. You know, like, so it's you're you're absolutely right. He can play like that. It's weird. It's yeah. really weird. And, you know, we, we want to give everybody the permission to show up how they want to be. But as humans, we're so used to putting people in boxes that it's hard for us to do that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I think what's most frustrating for many people is having to prove themselves and having to come out all over and over again. I thought once I came out once, that was going to be it and Mm -hmm. I didn't have to do it over and over again. Mm -hmm. And I found recently that, no, this is like, I have to keep doing it. I have to keep coming out over and over and over again. I've heard that a lot. People say, I thought it was one time I had to keep doing it over and over again. What are the experiences, like the spaces where you found like, oh, okay, I got to come out again? Any scenario, right? Let's talk about, so I did an event recently where I was hosting, it was a big event, like uh, Carrie Washington was there, Ooh, it was huge. Yes. And um, I was in a room full of women and we're talking about dating. Mm. All the dating is heteronormative. It's like with this man and with this woman yes. and all of that. And I was benefiting from the information because of the topic that it was talking about, but I had a specific question. Yeah. But I knew if I raised my hand and I asked that question, I would have to either um, hide mm. and phrase it in a way that's not noticeable that yeah. I'm gay, or I would need to come out in my asking the I question. see, I see. So uh, are you saying it's kind of like... How do I say this? And let me know if I'm ever being like offensive. I'm I I want to be sensitive. Does it Okay. Does it feel like there's still a part of you, maybe a small voice, a younger self, whatever, that's still saying like don't tell people. Absolutely. You know? Because okay. depending on who it okay. is depends on where the conversation goes next. Mm. Some people it's not a thing we can move on. Yeah. Life is lifing. Some people, now I am now the spokesperson, and now I have to use my life as an example as to why people should just be able to love whoever they want. And that's not my job, especially being someone who's a baby gay, which, by the way, is someone who's (laughs) recently coming out. I'm a late-in-life lesbian. I didn't know I was here. (laughs) I thought everybody liked girls and wanted to kiss them. I didn't know something was weird about that. So as someone, as a baby gay, I can't can't fight you on half of these things because I don't know. Like, my content on TikTok is all about asking open questions Mm -hmm. because a lot of this is new. Um, For me right now, something that I'm trying to figure out is where are all of the things that I got away with in heteronormal relationships that actually wasn't me being a good partner? How Mm. can I unlearn those things and show up better in the relationship that I am in now? Okay, Giselle, you can't just say something like that and just not give the deeds. Before before you do that, you were saying, like, I can't be the spokesperson for, like, black women, queer, gay, you know, whatever. I can't be the spokesperson. And I found myself thinking, oh, that's right, because technically that's invisible, you know? Technically, if you want it to be invisible that you're gay, you can, because when you're black, people are already like, oh, you're the only black person in the room speak for the people yet when you're standing in this room with all these people people see this person's black check i know who they are put them in the box and it's like oh there's that other thing so i was just thinking like how it can catapult you and i'm also a feminine woman right yeah so when we talk about masculine presenting women that's a different experience i get a privilege in how i'm able to hide if i choose that they don't get Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was referring to that. Oh, sometimes I think people can see me like with my air quotes and everything. I don't know why I do that. Yes, you present as feminine. And so it would, I mean, you would have to be wearing, I don't even know, a, the flag, you know, the queer flag or whatever. It don't matter. Oh, cute. It don't matter. Yeah. It don't matter. It don't matter. <laughs> ally. You're an ally. Yeah. So I, I get it. And it's a different experience for people who present differently. So back to the little crumbs you gave us, what were you getting away with in these heterosexual relationships? Okay, so first of all, being a straight woman dating straight men, you get to sit on your high horse of, I am a better communicator. I know how to manage my emotions. Mm. And for the most part, that is usually very Mm. true. 
you will experience someone where you're dating someone and, you know, they have a little bit more emotional maturity as a man. But when you're dating women, Mm -hmm. you're also dating someone else if you pick them right, right? (laughs) Because there's everybody everywhere. But if you pick them right, you're also, you get kind of match a match. And so the... (laughs) <laughs> the emotional mature person that you think mm-hmm, you are, mm-hmm. you know, because you're working with, let's say you're an eighth grader working with a second yeah, grader, of course. Superior. Now you're working with someone, mm-hmm, someone closer to your level. And that radical emotional honesty that you thought you wanted mm. is now a little bit more scary. Ah. Giselle, this was not a part of the plan. I have my notes here. This is not a part of the plan. I feel like I'm being read. I feel like I'm being read. Or what my clients say, ooh, you ate me up with that. You know, which I feel like I didn't even say oh. that right. But whatever, I'm not a cool kid. Well, let's talk about this, right? Because let's talk about it. if we're thinking about, you know, the teenager with the heart on versus the young woman who's coming into their sexuality and the only reference point that I have for vaginas are mm-hmm. mine, I'm still, I still have a heads up mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not to say, now, have, I made so much content online about being bad at head because it is, it is, a, it, Tell, uh, yes, it is water to navigate. <laughs> It water is water to navigate. navigate. <laughs> Literally. Literally. But, <laughs> but we do come in with baked in knowledge. I will say, though, that sex in general with women, that's another thing that I have to unlearn. Because when you're dating men, you're like, work harder, last longer. That is exhausting. My calf muscles hurt. I understand. <sighs> shitting on these men and I'm so sorry that is hard work a public apology you've heard it here (laughs) it's a lot of work me Giselle when I'm on top you can count you can count down the moments like I have 30 seconds here everyone okay 30 seconds that's it Mm-mm. Unless I have a very nice canopy bed and some something I can grab and, and, and something. <laughs> Otherwise, thirty seconds. Mm-mm. Tap me out, coach. Mm-mm. I'm done. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, no, I appreciate that. I don't. I don't want you to feel like you're the spokesperson. So that's why I was just saying. Hold on. How do I want to say this? I don't want you to feel like the spokesperson. So as I'm talking about like, oh, my friend who's bisexual said you should get your should get head by a lesbian. I'm just like. It, the odds, it feels like an overgeneralization. It does, but often we are hearing these stories of these men who also don't really like women. We are hearing those stories. And they don't like a lot about mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, and, and you know, there's some men out there giving great head, you know, <laughs> but the, a lot of the times they're checking a box. Yeah. And that's something else that I have to learn about sex with women too, is I, I, I have been a little lazy when it comes to the mm-hmm. men because I'm doing the work just by allowing you to be yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Whereas with women, it's a little bit different because we're taking turns. Yeah. Which, by the way, they say that sex later in life mimics more lesbian sex than earlier on when it comes to hetero um, normative couples because the men don't get to rely on their member as much later in life. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that wild? Also, you mean you have to like actually take turns and actually think about what's pleasing me outside of what's pleasing you. Oh. So it sounds like it's more attunement and more like sex does not mean penetration. It looks like this. Like it's a, it sounds like full body kind of. Yeah. But not only full body, it's like what, what's, there's, there's this thing that people say lesbian sex lasts forever, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's not like, if you come, we've checked the box, yeah. we're done. Yeah. We get to decide when we're mm-hmm. done. We get to decide what's next. We get to decide how long it happens. Yeah. And we can ride this this ride to the wheels yeah. fall off. Really. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Look at you. You just, as someone who's a baby gay, you have you have been challenged with the, like emotional maturity, like conversation. You're experiencing things. Things are lasting longer. You're learning about 
all types of different ways of like connecting and like showing. I mean, for someone to say they're a baby gay, this you are you are hitting it. Thank you. You know, and I tried to retire that term and then someone grounded me really oh, quickly. Yikes. So we're not going <laughs> to, we're going to keep I, the term baby gay. There's so Giselle much is a baby. Don't come for me. Giselle is a baby gay. Okay. Oh. I will go off whatever that person said. <laughs> if you're listening to this episode... I bet you're wondering what behaviors you're doing that keep you from getting your needs met and ending up in situationship after situationship. I got you. I've created a situationship quiz and I'm so excited about it. Take the quiz to discover more behaviors and more tips for navigating situationships because I know you're in more than one right now. No judgment, boo-boo. I used to have five situationships at a time. Yes. So you're not alone. You can find the quiz at www.dontea.co forward slash quiz. That's D-O-N-T-E-A dot C-O forward slash quiz. I'll drop it in the show notes as well. Okay, back to the episode. So I do want to hear more about the conversations you're having because you you have a partner, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I want to hear more about these conversations because you're right, women, straight women, we do feel that like, God, like this man, he's so dumb. He's not emotionally mature. Like I got to do all this stuff. And so you will think you're, it's like you left Harvard, right? Like you graduated from Harvard and here you are going to whatever top school there is. So like, what has that been like? I'm curious about like, what have you been telling yourself? Humbling. (laughs) It's been very humbling. I think that also men allow us to get away with more things Mm. because they don't care as often. True. You know, they're under the impression that I'm not going to fully understand Mm. you. It's going to be a little bit different. And sometimes that can put over a cloak of like, well, we don't know. And and that's okay. Yeah. When you start dating a woman, for the most part, there's this radical honesty at the beginning that can feel very emotionally intense. Mm. When you start dating men, right? Usually the woman wants to ask a lot of questions. We're constantly saying, hey, you did this and this made me feel this 100%. way. 100%. Right? Mm-hmm. And the guy's not going to do that. No. Even if you do something that makes him feel a certain kind of way, he's not saying nothing. Yeah. He's not saying nothing. Yeah. Rarely. He'll write it out. Yeah. Exactly. So on the other end with two women dating each other, you're both doing that. There's not a moment you're not talking about your feelings. Yeah. You're talking about your feelings at dinner. You're talking about your feelings later. Some, oh, your face did this. Yeah. What does that mean? Let me talk Tell about me. it. Let me, I want to know, mm-hmm. right? That's the intimacy. There's so much more intimacy. And with men, I came from the school of one, I'm not going to tell you about all my bad experiences because I don't want you to know what I might put up with, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you the keys to taking advantage yeah. of me. Um, I just had so many walls up that protected me for safety. Mm-hmm. That was really an excuse for me to be closed off and not open up to people. Yes. Well, something else in that too, it's like, I'm not going to tell you all the things that I've been through with exes, family, whatever. So early on, because I don't want you to see that in like and leave me right yeah so yeah as you're dating your partner as you've experienced in other spaces with women it sounds like it's a lot it could be a lot of like depth conversations the things that like we as women enjoy want to do and I'm wondering on the other end of that like is it exhaust <laughs> I could even I don't have to finish the word people like Giselle was touching her forehead <laughs> It is. It is. But I think there's a it's refreshing, too. Right. Because I know that there's space and there's um, there's space for my emotions. There's space for how I feel. Um, I am in the space now where I've had to learn that just because there's space doesn't mean I'm ready to share. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, because going from not having people interested to having someone who's interested all the time, um, 
doesn't mean that I'm ready to share. Yeah. So I can still say, you know what, I need time to process mm-hmm. so that I'm not mm-hmm. saying things that are hurtful or saying things that I haven't figured out out loud yeah. first. Yeah. I love that. You, I mean, if you ever want to be a coach, a therapist, like you <laughs> got, you're on it. You're on it. But I tell people that like, you don't always have to enter the conversation if you're not one ready, maybe you're tired, maybe you're still agitated, whatever it is, like, just because someone wants to have that conversation now doesn't mean you have to do that. Yeah. And I'm anxious, right? Also, the other thing is like, men might know, like, love language. And like, as times are changing, men are doing more of the work, right? There's more men going to therapy. There's more men being emotionally mature, but these women will love you with your love language and know your trigger points. And, you know, and there's less of the ability to navigate that Mm -hmm. smoothly, Mm -hmm. right? You're vulnerable all All the the time time. when someone has that much awareness Mm -hmm when it comes to emotional maturity and when it comes to how you show up in this space. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. I wanted to, I can't believe the time has gone by so fast. I'm like, I know. I'm like, we just started the things. I did. We just start 10 minutes ago. I got time, girl. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to ask you this question. Then I want to talk about when you came out on TikTok. So, I had a friend who said, who truly believes, and I wonder if you believe this too, everyone, everyone is straight until they're gay. That's what they would say. Yeah. Because that's what we're raised. That's what society Mm -hmm. tells us we are, right? I totally had kissed girls. I had even had sex with girls and I was just like, I'm straight. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Again, unless you're a guy, once you start doing any of those actions, Mm -hmm you're gay. But still, we're straight first. Yes. I see that. Interesting. You have so many things I want to like sit and think about. I can do this for like two hours with you, but I'm like, calm (laughs) down. Okay. So let's talk about your coming out story. And what I want to know is how did that change your like self-worth. I'm very curious in that. Okay. So my coming out story is really dramatic okay. because I am dramatic. Yes, we love um, drama. I <laughs> I had decided that I was coming out in my personal life maybe four or five months mm-hmm. before I came out on TikTok um, because I had moved in with my sister and I had to tell her and I was like, I guess I'm admitting it now because yeah. I had to say it out loud. And I was moving from New York to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I think I'm just going to focus on dating women. Because even once you come out, it's always going to be easier to date men. Right? You've Mm -hmm. been trained for this. You know how to do it. Everything about dating women is going to be harder. Your self-esteem is lower. Mm -hmm. Because now you have to hit on people too. And who does what? And this is so confusing. So it's just easier to date men, even if you don't like them. Mm -hmm. Right? So when I moved, I was like, I'm making a conscious decision to stop dating men because I'm not enjoying it and I'm just playing it safe. I was dating someone, we weren't in a relationship, but it was kind of like a relationship Mm -hmm. and I had just had a moment and I was really happy and nobody watched my TikToks. I would have never posted this (laughs) on Instagram or anything like that, but nobody watched my TikToks and I went and I made this gushing video about, I was like, what love language is this? Because we had just finished hanging Uh out and she had just like pressed my hair. Mm. She had, mind you, paid for me to get my hair pressed for the first time ever. Excuse me? Found the person, paid for it, sent me there. Take care of me. Yeah. Right? And then my hair was reverting and she was like, I got you. Blow dry. I got you. Bam. I was like, what love language is this, y'all? This is crazy. And of course, it blew up uh, a million views later. And I was just like, oh, okay. Immediately, I had to block all of my family on TikTok. I had to come out to my mom because it it was going way past the people I knew. So I knew I had to tell her. So I I blocked everybody. Then I started coming out to people. And then the next moment, she had people calling her because they had seen my content. Oh, my gosh. 
afraid of what this was doing for my life and my brand mm-hmm. and my career. Because remember, on every other platform, I'm this buttoned up. I yeah. teach young actors acting yeah. and I do marketing. Mm-hmm. So it was a very different feel for who I was. Still, if you look at me on different platforms now, you're like, oh my God, I get the whole person. I one did. Person here, one I did. You're one of your branding for your um digital marketing like there's a photo and I'm like is that the same person (laughs) like I literally had a pause and I was like okay that's the same person I see I see the face don't pay attention to the hair yeah it's different I know yeah and so it was wild it was very wild so I was just trying to figure out all of that I wasn't ready for the world to know Mm -hmm. I wasn't ready for my family to know but the community that came along with it was unmatched. Oh, I had never felt um, as seen yeah. and as a part of something because this is also like in the middle of the pandemic. Everybody was like, oh, mm. dang, I think I have ADHD mm-hmm. and I think I'm gay. So <laughs> there were tons of people having the same experiences. <laughs> and for months, it was just me, you know, using TikTok as a diary mm. and saying, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm dealing with. Guys, what do you think? Yeah. Oh my God, what do I do with my nails? Do I have to pop them yeah. off? Like, what are we doing? We're in silicone. What's yeah. happening? <laughs> yes. Yes. All the questions. So the the person, because I haven't, I told myself I was going to go find that video, but I, you have a lot of content. So I don't think I even got close to that video <laughs> one day. Okay. The person who was, you know, taking care of you, is that your partner now? It is not. Okay. I was like, you're straight. You're straightening the curly curls? Yes. I'm a sucker for like being taken care of. Like, uh, what is it? I think we talked about this. Princess, pillow princess, something like that. Pillow prince. You're a pillow princess. Well, now I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, am I? Okay. Yes. I think so. Because a pillow princess is someone that's lazy. In bed. In bed, right? Mm-hmm. I like you to think that I'm a pillow princess so that when I do do things, you are very happy about it. But I'm also someone who I'm excited by women. So I'm going to be excited by pleasing you, even though I might not know what I'm doing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited about it. It's a great time over here. Oh, we're we're having some similarities because I think the same way. I, I yeah, I'm 100% lazy in bed. When anyone listening who has ever wanted to have sex with me, just know, treat me like a bread loaf. You fold me around, you pin it up. I'm doing a nutting. Oh, then when I get these little spurts of energy, or I'm like feeling really charged up, or I look at you and I find you really attractive. I literally have moments where I like do like a little little dance and I think I'm sexy (laughs) and I catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror and I'm like, girl, just finish the show. You look wild, but finish the show. Talk about wild. (laughs) This is totally an aside, but I had this great weekend. My, My girlfriend left, went home. I went back to my chiropractor. She was like, you have reverted so much. I was like, my girlfriend was just here. I'm so sorry. She was like, whatever you do on one side, honey, you got to do on the other side. I yes. was completely off. Completely. <laughs> okay. So someone was not pillow princessing that weekend. I don't pillow princess. But if okay. I tell you I don't pillow, it's like the guys would be like, I'm going to lay it down. It's going to be mm. great. Now I re- get expectations. Now you got to lay it down. Yeah. Now you really got to lay it down. But if I'm like, no, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It'll be great. Exactly. But I find that, you know, whatever relationship I've been in, and I've, I've really, I've only had two girlfriends, right? <laughs> and I've been treated amazingly well. Oh, love and, it. And, and, in both of them. But the relationship that I'm in right now, I'm still very much excited by all of the different ways that women will show up for you. Like you can't tell right now, honey, but I got a full fresh retie from my girlfriend. She was like, oh yeah, no, I used to have interlocks. I'm just gonna, I got you. Did the whole head. Listen, listen (laughs) to me. Have you ever been loved by a woman? Like it's just... Um... I'd have to think about that. I know I do. I have a friend. This part might be TMI. <laughs> I have a friend who I adore. And every time we get together, I have like three bowel movements. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> but it's <laughs> there. Okay, I, I'm, I'll, set, I'll set it up for you. Please do. 
we just we have a good time we chat we laugh we, we get wine we drink wine we're just we're doing all the fun things and in my regular life i will have like if i'm lucky one bowel movement a day i know i'm working on it it's a whole thing for yeah. some reason when i go to her house i have three in one day so relax i'm just relaxed so there's there's a joke she has it's like you just feel really <laughs> you just must feel really relaxed when you're at my house and i'm like i think i do because it just mm-hmm. i feel so seen i feel so taken care of you know what i mean yeah so yeah. but i've never had a woman um i mean i've had women take out my braids but never like someone i was like dating or loving i did have one experience with a man i was dating he helped me take out my uh my weave yeah I'm gonna take out my weave, and I'm like, this is what I like. This I like this. So now I'm thinking, I want to open up the space for my partner. I want him to learn like how to wash my hair, cause I don't want to have to. Like, what's the point of doing all this? You know, if you just do it for me, you have a partner that that retwisted your like. Come on, keep it in the house. The black community, like grooming yes. each other. It's a lot of work. And if you're here, two eyeballs, hands, like, let's help each other Get out. Work. Get to work. Get to work. Yes. Okay. So, because I I have, I have a meeting in eight minutes, and I might be a little late for that, because I literally feel like we just started talking 10 minutes ago, but yeah. whatever. It means we're having a good time. We're just a good time. So, uh, back to when you came out, like, did you, because you speak more to, like, how that maybe increase, challenge, decrease momentarily your self-worth? Well, it blew up my entire brand and who I had presented to the world, right? And even though I was big on authenticity in certain spaces, right? You can Mm. be really big on it when it comes to like being upfront with your clients Mm. and being honest about the business areas and different Mm -hmm. things like that. But I wasn't talking about my personal life. Um, And so even when it comes to like my branding, I had for for commercial work, I had locks at one point that I was like hiding under a wig. And finally, Uh when I came out publicly, I was like, I'm locking my hair again because I had combed it out because it was such a hassle Mm -hmm. back in the day with the commercial Mm -hmm. work. So it just gave me permission to show up how I wanted to. And if people rock with it, they do. And if they don't, they don't. It's Mm. an everyday decision, though. It's every day, oh, well, you know, I was just on a commercial shoot. I was like, oh, well, I feel like I would be booking more if my hair was one color. Mm. I want to change it back. Um, Mm. But I think that the biggest thing was seeing that there's so many people just like me. Yeah. There's so many people who are going through the same thing. And for you to hide it stops yourself from being able to be a part of that community. And if you can yes. open up and be honest with yourself and honest with other people, that's where the magic happens. That's when mm. you stop feeling so alone. Because I think some of us find um, find pride in struggling alone. Um, we <laughs> yes. could be <laughs> we could be in community and feeling um, feeling those things together. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Coming out to my family was super weird because it wasn't just, I'm coming out, I'm gay. It's also saying that, yep, think about everything you've said to me, the whole 30-something years of life about gay people. You're thinking that now, aren't you? And I had to stop myself because I was making way too much room for Mm. other people and their feelings when I was supposed to be making room for myself. So instead of me talking about, oh, well, why haven't I come out for so long? Mm. What was different? Mm -hmm. The conversations was around, why didn't I tell you? And why didn't I feel safe with you? And Mm. that wasn't fair to me. Yeah. And then... And then it was like, oh, well, now I'm talking to all of these people about why you're gay. And that's not that. Okay. <laughs> sure. That makes it complicated. <laughs> but mm-hmm. that ain't none of my business. Okay, cool. Tell them to follow me. <laughs> <laughs> you want, look, you want me to block them? I'll block them. But that's, that's, that's all I got for you. I can do that for you. Um, Giselle, are you taking new coaching clients? Because I am available. Okay. <laughs> if you're available. I love everything you're saying. I it, it's in alignment with what, you know, the work that I do. Like it all 
a lot of it comes down to when you are honest with yourself, when you are authentic with yourself, when you get closer and closer to alignment, that's when things feel more free and mm-hmm. accessible and you find communities, the multitude of communities that are out there that we did not know. Yeah. Maybe we knew, but we didn't know they would accept us. Yeah. Let me just say this really quickly because we didn't yeah. really talk about business, right? But um, yes. in, in the business work, how this comes up. The storytelling um, is really through the lens of device theater. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's a concept Mm -hmm. of letting group conversations, group writing, group discussions write a piece. So if you've heard of the Laramie Project or anything similar to that, actors get together, they read Mm -hmm. stories of people that have actually been through things and they journal or they write or they speak together. Mm -hmm. It's recorded. The director walks away, puts together a piece, and then that becomes the piece. So with um, our content creation, we were very quickly, we're a team of creatives. Everybody on my team is creatives. We're just creatives who want to make money Mm. while we're doing our art on the side, right? Um, We all have decided that this is how we want to serve, but we don't want to be bored. And the best way to keep us from being bored is to make sure that everybody's inspired. So Mm. when we have our weekly meetings with our retainer clients, And even with strategy calls, we come in and we say, all right, how are you doing? Give me some wins. And then we start asking device theater questions, which might mean today I'm going to be like, all right, tell me about someone who loves your work. And now I want you to pretend to be her and I'm going to interview you. So now I am getting answers from the client that is full of fun. And also gives them permission to boast and talk nice about themselves in a way that they would have never done for me because they're too in their head. And if we can get those business owners excited and inspired Mm -hmm. in our conversations with them, then we can walk away inspired and create content for them that really speaks to not the lack, not the stress, Mm -hmm. but the people who need to hear their message. Yeah, I love that because that... It, it's such an easy maybe on your end to like take what they're saying, the hype, all the lovely stuff, and then put that into the campaigns and put that into the social media or whatever their yeah. plans are for marketing. Yeah. And just giving them confidence. And it takes the stress away because who wants to sit down and have a marketing meeting? No one. Everybody hates it. But don't come <laughs> to us with that energy. I don't we even know what that looks happy. like. Yeah. I love that. No, I, I mean... I don't know. I might have to look at your website again. I might need to work with you in the future because I'm in a similar space. I'm just like, I love what I do. And there are many things about what I do that I'm not enjoying anymore. Because that's not supposed to be your job. You're supposed to do the work. You're not supposed to do the work that supports your work. Mm -hmm. And if you can have a team that you can inspire enough to understand what the goal is, what the vision is, and how to get you there, you can stay Mm -hmm. in your truth and do the parts that you're good at and you're inspired to do. True. Here's my challenge back to that. How will you be able to tell someone, like, you know, if if I were to make contact, oh, it sounds like you just don't enjoy doing that anymore versus... It's because you uh, maybe aren't delegating enough. Does that make sense? Ask me that question in a different way. Okay. So my question, let me say it this way. I know that one of the solutions to what I feel like I'm struggling with is delegation, is having a team, Mm -hmm. is having a business coach, is um, changing business coaches or whatever, Um, Mm -hmm. scaling, membership, subscriptions, online digital products. I know that's one solution. There's also a part of me, I'm also getting into therapy this month, so like it's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, well, November since tomorrow. The other thing is, how do you know if someone, if it's beyond that, if it's not, you're not doing enough delegation, it's like, I don't know if you're, if you enjoy this work anymore, period. Well, that comes up, right? Because when you make the process more around creativity and I'm asking you not what do you, I want to know your goals Mm -hmm. for the month, but I more so want to hear you light up talking about the clients that you talked to this week. I want you to light up and tell me about what you love. And if every time we meet, 
you can't find that, mm. then we're having conversations around, well, what's the disconnect? Yeah. I had a client who went from teaching a bunch of classes to stopping the classes and teaching only one-on-one packages because mm. she was not happy yeah. and it was showing up every time we met. Yeah, I love that. That would be really helpful because every time I think about, I'm like, no, I do love my clients. I love the work that I do. There's something There's something that's going on. I think it's more in the world of admin. Yeah. You know, more of the world of marketing. So anyways, to wrap us up part one, tell us what you're promoting and where people can find you. Yes. So I have a couple of things. The first thing is relationship based. And I have this list of questions that my ADHD has required that I ask everybody that I date to help me keep really detailed notes on people, which we can discuss whether or not that's weird or not. (laughs) But I have that as a download so that people can, you know, think about the questions that they should be asking their partners and being aware of. Yes. And then for our business owners, Uh, we have business audits that we do. So the full package includes email, marketing, uh, website and SEO, and social media. Mm. So those three packaged together is an audit. Now, really, that's the first step of our retainer practice, Mm. our retainer offering. So when we do social media work with someone, it always starts with an audit. But we realize separating out those things not only puts the... um, puts responsibility in the weight of the consumer, the client, but it also allows them to see where their issues are before we even go in to fix anything. Mm. So in terms of the audit, we have a special little deal for you guys. We love deals. (laughs) Yes. And then we have that free download of all those dating questions. We got two offers here. Well, we will put everything in the show notes, the deal, the all, everything. Um, And then we'll definitely need to have a part two because as you were talking about you dating and like they both been really well, went really going well, had went well. I'm wondering, I'm like, oh, I wonder if Giselle feels like she has a good handle on kind of like what to look for, things like that. So if you want to come back for part two, talk more about that and other things. That sounds good to me. So yeah, where can people find you? Yes. So TikTok, personal relationship stuff, that's going to be Giselle's Artistry on TikTok. You can find me on Instagram at Giselle's Artistry as well. And you can find our business at Creatives Meet Marketing. Mm. That is the IG and that's also the dot com. I love the dot com. I love that. (laughs) That is the dot com. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to start saying that hopefully. Thank you. <laughs> I'll forget. Thank you for coming on um, and being vulnerable and talking about all things from bowel movements to sex. I love it. Thank you and- for having me. We just warmed up. So we really got to do this again. I know. I know. It literally was like, boop, you're done. <laughs> we'll do it again. We'll find a time. Enjoy um, DC, and I'll talk to you later. All right, y'all have a great, wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, loves, you heard everything. Follow Giselle. I know there's some good stuff that you want to check out with her, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Thank you for listening to the show, loves. This show was produced by Mackenzie Mazel and me, Dantea. If you got a question you'd like me to answer, which I know you do, please send it to Dantea at soireesandtherapy.com. That's S-O-I-R-E-E-S for soirees. When you do that, the answer might just become an episode, and I would love to keep talking about your question. Want to work with me? The link is in the show notes. I'll see you there, and I'll see you in the next episode. Okay. <laughs>